media at SAFM. Well, thanks for that, uh, Zikona. My name is Ashraf Garda. Welcome to the show. It's the media show. Every Sunday morning, we talk marketing, branding, PR, a whole lot more journalism. Basically, we talk brand communications and probably nothing more important than, than how government communicates its brand. Uh, when I say government, I'm talking about starting from the president to various government departments to government ministers, all of them. What are your thoughts about it? So be specific with names. We've got three guests who will run through all of that. Your thoughts does matter, certainly. 891 uh, SMS me, 34701, and you can tweet uh, at Garda. Do so right away if you are tweeting. Use the hashtag media show. So there are lots to come, definitely, including a fascinating study in terms of how the global political leaders uh, tweet. That means, you know, who does what. That comes up around uh, 9.30, something called tweetplomacy. I think it's quite fascinating indeed. But for now, let's get into government communication. So think about it. Who does what? Who does it right? How does government communicate through its various departments as opposed to just one big block. Three guests, Janine Lazarus with me, who's the founder of Janine Lazarus Media. Uh, Janine, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Hi, how are you, Ashraf? I'm very good indeed, and thanks for your time. We also have uh, Soli Moang, who's the president of PRISA, which is the Public Relations Institute of uh, South Africa. Soli, after chatting to you last week, good uh, seeing you, or good chatting to you on air this time. Hi. Hi, hi, Ashraf. Thanks for the invitation. I'm no longer president of PRISA, however. I am uh, to Has that changed? So what's your new title? I, well, officially, I'm what you'd call the um, the immediate past president of PRISA, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm now doing back into my consulting business. Okay, immediate past president for now, right. Yeah. And Dr. Kofi Kowako is the third guest, uh, uh, who is a senior lecturer at the Witt School of Governance. Uh, Kofi, appreciate your time. Hi. Thanks. Thank you. In fact, let's start with you, because you and I had a chat off the air a couple of weeks ago about just this, right? So... Since there's a boxing theme to what we're talking about in the world now, you know, let's let's get the first round going. What are your thoughts, government, South Africa's government, of course, and then how we communicate? Mm, in boxing terms, the government is very adversarial, boxing up and down, looking at the, especially the media, and as, as an adversary, and they're fighting instead of using the media as a partner, you know, to be able to convey real important meanings, and then how the government works. It's been, in fact. Uh, most of the time, government communication has been incoherent, uh, it, it's fragmented, uh, it's crisis-prone, it's reactive, and you have the feeling that it's just not effective on what they want to communicate. So it becomes, in fact, damaging to the reputation and the brand of government in large. Okay, so as a boxing judge, if, if it's to score government communications out of 10 at least, what would you score? I, I'm going to be very harsh yeah. give them 3 out of 10. <laughs> 3 out of 10. Okay, my goodness. Janine, what, what, what's your opening salvo? I'm so interested in, in listening to Coffee and to Sully. Of course, like every other blurry-eyed individual, I also watched uh, the, the Pacquiao May Mayweather fight at 5 o'clock this morning. Mm. Um, I think... Coffee is absolutely right in terms of, of, of the rating he gave, gave government. I would even go lower. But I think that a question in point is, I don't know if you were watching the Twitter war between a minister of sport, uh, of sport Fikile Mbalula, and, uh, and Adrian, um, Ad, uh, what's his name? The, the, I think he's the editor of Built, if I'm not mistaken. Adrian, Adrian Besson, yeah? Adrian Besson, yeah. that's mm -hmm. right. And mm -hmm. Adrian Besson was making the point, you know, how did Fakila and Balula get to Vegas to watch the show? Mm -hmm. And it became, it became a very, um, a very ugly Twitter war. And my feeling was, was that first of all, as a journalist, he has a right to answer that question, or, or rather to ask that question. 
Um, perhaps it's cutting a little bit below the belt, but you know, uh, Fikiri Mbalula is in public office, and I think the question is one that needs to be answered. I think my advice, if I was advising the minister at any point, would be just to keep it completely professional, to say he got there on his own wicket or whatever the case was, and just to leave it at that. Because this this Twitter war, this public slanging match, is exactly what you what you don't want to see from a minister of of thought. And if we go back to do you remember Ashraf Fikiri and Balula attacking Bafana Bafana and calling them a bunch of useless losers yeah, or a bunch yeah. of useless individuals? Yeah. Those kinds of things, in my opinion, are really not befitting of, of, of government communicators or certainly of government ministers. So, so overall, then, your assessment, not just of him, but I mean, government and how government communicates, what would, what would you rate uh, You know, um, I was looking at who was really good and who was really bad. I can think of a number of really bad people. I have to stretch to think of good government communicators. I'd give them a two, okay. two and a half. So, so two is even less than coffee. Okay, we'll, we'll get to the good and the bad in a moment. Uh, Solly, of course, you, you're from PR. Maybe a different take on this one. Your thoughts you on know, that? Yeah, I have two points to say here. Uh, the first thing, I think the government generally underestimates its audiences. Or they, you know, they usually they treat us like children. They, they sometimes lie, tell, you know, obvious lies to us when we know the truth and, and they, they, they expect us to believe it. Secondly, I think South Africa is a very comp, the audience that the government has to speak to is very comp, Complex. We have the the rural masses, the urban what you call what the president Zuma called the the clever blacks and the clever masses in the in the in the in the urban areas who are educated, who read, who are who have to access to a lot of media platforms. And so usually the government would speak in one voice to all those audiences. Some people take government's message at face value, and many of us don't. We, we we know we've read a lot before they even say anything to us. We've read, we know what's coming, and and we anticipate what is coming. But they still lie to us anyway. Other people who are total supporters of the ANC will just take whatever the ANC says. It is as the impression is, that is given. So government doesn't know whom it's speaking to. Mm-hmm. And in the process, they, they mess it up. They really mess it up. Okay, it's, so it's, it's quite amazing. I mean, three, all, all three of you, in believe, to varying degrees of, of mediocrity, that government does not do it well. It gets us wondering why so now. Can't take too many calls, but if you have strong views on it, happy to get your calls. 891 In fact, what I'm asking you is communicate. Now, what's ironic is uh, at the MTN Radio Awards a couple of weeks back, the, the Minister of Communications was, uh, well, she delivered the keynote address. And as uh, any journalist would do, you look out for great quotes and say, well, let's see what I can tweet about what she says. I promise you in 10 minutes there was absolutely nothing. That she had to say coffee. There was just nothing I could take take away, and that maybe sums it up. Maybe, maybe you know. Uh, let's start with you, Coffee Kawanku. Just some some specifics, you know. Okay, so sir, let, let's talk about departments, government departments. Who's doing it well anyway? I have to say, in the old days, um, I think Clayson used to do well. Uh, in, in old, the old days. In the old days, but right. he certainly seems to have fallen a little bit apart with this whole thing with xenophobia. Um, you had also uh, Home Affairs, uh, the DG there, uh, who used to be regularly on 702 on SAFM, mm-hmm. explaining, you know, uh, that's a form of communicating government policy. And I know these are big words, and the language is too dry, and it doesn't really come to people. When you tell somebody, what is policy? Or when you're explaining the, uh, what's so called the NIH, 
know, yeah. or, you know, what does that mean for people? And so those who are doing well, I think foreign affairs is struggling a bit. Home affairs has tried the past, uh, uh, under Uncle Sasana's Lamini Zuma, done a very good job, but that's all time. But it still remains very difficult to see which department is above the fray so, and so is cutting out. Does anybody, okay, we'll come back to the, to the good ones in a, in a minute, right? Jenny, your thoughts, I mean, who, who's doing it badly? Many, many bad, bad examples. I think our, I think Ria Piecha is uh, blundering, to say the very least. I okay. think the the government's reaction, which was delayed at best, to the space of xenophobia that was that was that was so much part of the South African environment a couple of weeks ago, um, was just pathetic, to say the least. I think. Uh, 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 I think Lynn Brown, I think her, her, her portfolio is very difficult, but I don't think that she cuts a, an at all credible figure. And I would agree with Kofi. I mean, at the end of the day, government needs to communicate a message that its audience understands. We are not mm. all members of parliament. We don't understand things like mandates and policies and procedures and measures that are in place. When I do media training, I always say to the government spokespeople that I train, don't give me the, the glass. Give me water in the glass so that I can consume what you're telling me. At the end of the day, messaging is about matching a message to your audience. It's not a one-size-fits-all. All right, and I'll talk about the media training in a minute because I think that that's very important too. 0891104207, if you're tweeting, it's at Ashraf Garda, and I will read those in a, in a, in a minute. So, Sonny, from a, from a public relations point of view, I mean, you would look at it in terms of how, how positive they can, they can spin messages around even when there's negativity. Is, are the departments doing it well? Is, is anybody doing it well? Well, I, I, I'm quite interested to hear what they've just been saying about Lynn Brown. Yeah. I think Lynn Brown is one of the few ministers who try to be honest. I mean, she's direct, she's honest. She doesn't, she doesn't really beat about the bush. She says what she needs, what she needs to be said. But she works in a very difficult environment where she has to spin things, where she's, there are many truths that she's not, that the, the system, as it were, is not ready to tell to us. So she finds herself constrained by all those, uh, uh by the environment in which she works. But she's always, always, always been a very direct person. I like Malusi's Kikama also. I mean, Malusi can, could be described as a raw speaker, if you want, but he, he says what he wants to say, and he's fairly direct also. Um, I like people who say what needs to say, and then they, they, they must give to us to deal with the truth. I don't like people like the Minister of Police, for instance, who, uh, after the, the utterances of the King, of the Zulu King recently, he tried to put spin around it. I mean, it was obvious that this meant there's some really bad things mm. that uh, resulted in, in, in the, in the but, trouble. But, but I think the, po the point that Janine made, uh, Sonia, and you can give me your thoughts, that ultimately, uh, in, in any country, right, not just South Africa, let, let's get that yeah. right, there's going to be issues every day. There'll be, there'll be very, there'll be good news stories and there'll be bad news stories in a typical sure. 365 days. And, and the point you need made that ultimately government has to understand they're communicating with different levels of people and the vast majority, certainly in this country, are, are, are largely uneducated. Does, sure. does the government understand that it's like speaking to a, to a 10 year old that you cannot speak the same way to a 50 year old? You know, that could be and your own child. You know, no, I, I, I do they miss that point, even if the intentions are very good? Actually, if you look, if you listen, for instance, to Blaine Zimande, Blaine Zimande speaks with force. He thinks that what he says goes. 
so they, they, I think there's a general attitude of not respecting the audience, of thinking that because you're a minister, what you say, no matter how stupid it looks or it sounds, has to be taken. And there's an issue that we get taken as, as, as fools, as children, who cannot analyze information, who cannot read, who cannot get information from other sources. So generally there's a lack of credibility in the things they say, mm. how they say the things. Okay, let's get some calls. Uh, Mabuli on the line from uh, Paula Kwani. Go ahead, hi. Hi. Um, I want to comment about one municipality, um, City of Tswane. Right. Um, I, I do follow them online, and I must say their Twitter handle, they are using it so well. But I think recently now in, in April, they had a public consultation on Twitter. You know, which I mm-hmm. thought was something that many municipalities could follow because these days you call meetings and people don't have time to go to meetings Absolutely. and for the mayor mm-hmm. to say between 11 and 1 I'm there and I post a mm-hmm. question and they responded I thought you know um, they may not be perfect in all other communications but I thought on the Twitter one it's something that I thought was quite well, well that's wonderful to know because I mean well they speak my language let's put it and that's the reality of, of, of the space we play in uh, right now right yeah. uh, thank, yeah. thanks for that thanks for that call thanks for bringing that oh. to our attention I certainly like that in fact let me let me get to some of the some of the tweets we've had we've had we've had quite a few sms's which i will try and read through some of them uh brenda waddle saying uh, naledi pando is the kind of genius and articulation which makes me proud uh not too sure but uh, minister masuta has the kind of eloquence i love same coming from the same person in fact um and uh zania native saying the communication officers of some departments don't even communicate example labor agriculture it's as if they don't exist right um and and there's some more in fact i'll, I'll read some of the others uh, in in a few minutes but don uh fraser saying among the worst bung, bungling bumbling useless police minister uh and, and that's of course your opinion uh stephen horner saying malusi gigaba is brilliant makes one want to listen and steve saying the excellent minister of health aaron masoledi in fact we'll, we'll talk ministers as opposed to the departments in a in a few minutes time uh, coffee you wanted to add to that yes, yes i wanted to add um, uh, two two people i think are really doing some good work uh, i forgot to mention panyaza lusufi okay right i have to say i can rate him he's been he's been defining how government communicate he's present he tries as best as he can he can articulate things he goes down to the ground with people he tries and then the other one is a new spokesperson of uh, home affairs I forgot his name um, a man with a very he just explained things you can feel the passion okay he, he's on a complex if anybody uh, has the name yeah. let me know yeah mm-hmm. all right carry on yeah yeah and he, he does a very good job and and I have to agree in part also with uh, the, the um, what's a lady uh, uh, not education you just you, uh, you just mentioned her name no, no, lady, no, lady, lady, the, the yes. point made yes yeah. I yeah. would take those as really interesting people to listen to I, I think the key one here is is how, how do all these departments right how how do they communicate in terms of crisis? Well, it's they're not communicating well. I mean, there, there are many elephants in the room now in South Africa, but the one that's really big, that's almost invisible, is GCIS. It's almost nowhere to be seen, and it's engulfing a huge amount of resources, and we just don't know what is the real impact of GCIS. Are they doing newsletters? Is it event management? What's the real impact of the, the money that's been pumped mm-hmm. into GCIS all these years since the Comtas 2000 came out under Joel Netanyahu and other okay. people? There's rumors of a cabinet reshuffle, mm-hmm. and we'd see what uh, what would what would happen there anyway, right? Janine, your thoughts in terms of how 
departments work uh, in uh, in adversarial con- conditions? Okay, I, I uh, had occasion about two months ago to do some training for a municipality out in uh, Polokwane. I worked with the mayors, I worked with the heads of communications. And the biggest problem was that the heads of communications, while they're tasked with almost... Um, training, if you like, or advising the mayors, advising the officials on how to speak to the media, there's almost a sense of fear that they don't want, they don't feel comfortable enough to be able to to tell the senior officials that they're doing the wrong thing or they're dressed the wrong way Mm. or they don't have a handle on the situation. And one of the direct examples I can think of, and I've used that a couple of times during media training, is the mayor of Malamulele. Malamulele, as you know, was a municipality that was literally shut down for five weeks because of service delivery issues. When the mayor finally um, was interviewed um, on, on Morning Live, um, there was no eye contact uh, with the interviewer. Uh, she was looking down, reading her notes. She was rattling off figures that are, were completely and utterly incomprehensible. She was using language that was, I mean, you'd need an Oxford dictionary to understand what she meant. There was a complete and utter disconnect. So, you know, it's, it's all very well employing communications officers into these roles. If you have a mayor or somebody who has, who has a public space, there simply is no excuse not to get that person trained because they are the public face of that municipality. So, so they need to okay. be communicating. So, so, so Janine, well, what about training? I mean, ironically, you made the point that you train some of the spokespersons. I'm just thinking, if you train them and they're struggling, what happens when they don't get trained? I mean, well, that's the point. I mean, you can, you can see how they come across. I, I, I cover... I, I put my, ha- my, my, my hands over my eyes when I see the way some of them, them communicate. I mean, basic things like not swiveling in your chair because you look, you're blatantly looking uncomfortable or, um, or looking, looking defensive or looking angry. I mean, you, the point is that we need to understand who it is that we're talking to. So, so media training is from here. You know, if you are in public office and you want to connect with your, 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 your audience, whether it's during a crisis or not, you need to be media trained. And some people are able to do it and some aren't. aren't and that's absolutely fine. Then position those that are more comfortable to do that. Position those to do the interview. You'll know who's good and who isn't. Okay, well, that's important. So, Solly Moed, maybe you can comment about that. You know, the, the fact that whatever government and sometimes government and media are at, at loggerheads with each other. But for this point in time, it's like, again, two boxes. They have to fight with each other to, to win the game. That means at the moment they cannot ignore one another. Do, do you find that, that it's almost government's perception that the media is, is so much their enemy that they, they don't ever feel a need to embrace the media to, to push through lines and agendas for their own benefit and for the benefit of their market. That means instead of trying to, let's call it, seduce through the media, in fact, government just steps out. I think, I think government needs to do a better job in understanding the role of media. Sometimes one gets the impression they don't. And, and then they also need to understand that there are many, many occasions when they can use media, when media can use their job for them, if they, if they, if they cultivate uh, positive relationships with media. I totally understand. I, I agree with the need to, to, to media train people who speak on behalf of government. But also, uh, government needs to understand when they can work with media, when they can. If they do not agree with media, for instance, you know, when Helen Zilli decided to scrap the whole uh, uh, subscription fee of uh, 
for 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 the Cape Town. You don't you don't fight with media. You know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. there, there, there is a way to engage with media that ends up with win wins. And governments it tends to overdo its 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 role in fighting with media when it can actually get media to to do a lot of of its work for it. Well, well, it brings me then to to another point, which is outside of government, uh, as in the departments. What about the man at the top? What, what about the president? Kofi uh, Kwaku, mm. give me your thoughts on uh, and how how President Zuma communicates. Yeah, I think President Zuma he has the um, he, he has the the advantage first of being top there, as people call number one, mm. which means it gives him the gravitas, the ability to sort of have the impression that he's the man who can knows how to do. So you have a weight, a brand, but he hasn't been using it well in large public. Uh, personally, he seems to be a fable and nice to people and one on one and so forth. But when he comes out, I mean, take the xenophobic uh, attacks, the response mm. to it. He came very late and uh, he used Parliament, but Parliament was the wrong place to start very Absolutely. noisy you mean that day in Durban when, when there was exactly yes yeah. okay so he could have used a much more controllable environment where he could have just sort of uh, uh, energized people in a different way to really uh, change the course of the events there but he hasn't done so but the president also sometime in many time I asked in fact on your show I asked who are the president's communication advisors mm-hmm. you know why are they miss communicating rather than communicating properly in a place where the president should be the dominant character. Okay, I, mean, good, I see very quickly, I see more of uh, David Cameron, Barack Obama in my bedroom than I see my own president in my bedroom. Why is that happening? All right, Janine Lazarus, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely, Kofi. I mean, um, he was, he was, he was, um, he was doddering in his response and by doddering, I mean, he was belabored. It was long-winded. It was done in Parliament. I mean, at the end of the day, when when there's a crisis, Ashraf, I mean, surely immediate response to a crisis is what gets you out of it. You don't dilly-dally, and then you don't indulge in a whole lot of self-congratulations and mm. and, 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 and terms that are just, that lose your audience. I mean, there's a crisis. We need to see... The the, 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 the the head of state engaging with it hands-on. But, but, but in a crisis, do you want the, the head of state to come across strongly, authoritatively, or, 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 or soft, soft, apologetically? No, What's I the think, answer? no, absolutely not. I mean, in, a, in something like xenophobia, I think there needs to be an absolutely no-nonsense approach, definitive comments, clear messages, we're on top of it, we're doing what we can, mm-hmm. no dilly-dallying. I mean, you know, soft... The soft approach is not an approach that works in a situation like that. Yeah. Yes, I, I wanted to say something, yeah. you know, and I agree with Janine there. You know, on one hand, he says, okay, we, we're going to deal with it, and suddenly said, well, this guy was a, an illegal guy, and so the final is legal. So it's sort of saying, okay, it's nice to beat him up because he's illegal. Almost. Exactly. You know, so so, so we got to be careful, yeah. Exactly. They need to be careful how, how those words are, mm. are construed. In fact, Ranjani Munsami, in fact, uh, wrote a piece about it in the Daily Maverick, just the initial point, saying from the Marakana massacre to the military disaster in the Central African Republic, the South African government has proved to be sluggish and inept in the way it communicates in emergency situations with South Africans. The state seems to impart information in such situations only when it is under absolute yeah. pressure to break its silence. Even that information is limited you know, and does not know, inspire. Yes, Sully, go ahead. You know, on the on the on the xenophobia story, I think there were, the government the, the communication needed to, to be planned and almost to be separated out clearly. Foreigners need, and with the foreign community, we needed to hear one thing. The South Africans who are making all these, uh, who, who, all these, who are causing all this trouble, needed to hear something else. So the, the president needed to say, look, 
first of all, obviously, the most important thing is to stop the, the bleeding, is to, to stop the fighting, the killing. But we also needed to say, and this, if you look at uh, social media, even after in the aftermath of all these attacks, people are continuing to say, well, I mean, we still don't want these people here. We still think that our borders are porous. We still think that government is still hmm. not doing enough to make sure that we don't. We don't have an overflow of illegal immigrants. Mm. You cannot you cannot solve that problem by simply stopping the violence. You need to say this, the violence is not acceptable. It exactly. Is but this is what you're going to do to make sure that no reason is created in the future for there to be any violence anymore. All right. And, that, that's and the government didn't do that properly. Okay. So so so. However, what what is government doing absolutely right? Sorry, let's start with you. We got about two minutes to go. So what are they doing really well in communicating? Oh, God, <laughs> you're putting me in a spot there. I don't know. It's very hard. You don't, you Department don't of Health is, is one department that I respect. I think it's it's always uh, driven by the leader. Someone mentioned uh, uh, Dr. Montsolady earlier. He's a very good speaker. He's yeah. a very forthright speaker. He's always, he always makes himself available for, for interviews. And he's direct. You know, he says what needs to be said. And I think his department seems to be following his style of, of, of communication uh, in that regard. And maybe other people have to do the same. But there's, there's, there's a lot that needs to be done. We still not even halfway to where we need to be. All right, Janine, we've got a minute and a bit to go. Since you do lots of media training, how, when government views being going on media, radio, TV in particular, how, how do they view them? Like, how do they embrace the reason they're being asked to comment and, and what, how they need to push through certain agendas? Give us an insight into that. Uh, that's also that's quite a, quite a difficult one. You know, they they they're caught between a rock and a hard place. They they it's very often they're very they're very much aware of what lies at stake, and they have to communicate it in such a way um, that is a informative, but b that doesn't do them or their department or the country much uh, reputational damage. But there are ways in which to do that. And if you're media trained and you're a savvy communicator, I'm not sure about communicating the truth, uh, which is what Sally is talking about, because I, I think the truth is colored by everybody's perception. But I think what you can do is you can communicate in such a way that you are communicating economically. So you're not lo- using language that is alienating. You're giving a shorter, more efficient soundbite and you understand who exactly it is that you're talking to. It's very, very difficult, and it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Coffee, let's wrap up with you. I have to say one thing government does very well in communicating is blaming the media. (laughs) <laughs> that, okay, that's really powerful. They do that well, and then it reads what what one famous economist Paul Krugman called two minus one equals four, yeah. and, and and really two minus one <laughs> doesn't, and we know it, it it doesn't compute, doesn't make sense. So you instead of using the media as a partner, you continuously blame them, creating this adversarial uh, uh, situation where the environment is not fair, and it's not in government's interest to do that. Is not at all, and and it also has a cost. And the course is now, we going through the course, both uh, in terms of money, in terms of branding, in terms of the image of the country in London and everywhere else in Africa. That's really something right, to think some, about. Some fascinating points. Let's leave it at that. Dr. Um, Kofi Kawaka, who's a senior lecturer at the Witt School of Governance. Soleil Moeng, past, immediate past president of uh, the Public Relations Institute of South Africa. And uh, Janine Lazarus from Janine Lazarus uh, Media Consultancy. Tell you what, the only thing, thanks to all three of you guys, the one thing that needs to come out of this one is we probably need to get three at least three uh, spokespersons for government departments and let them share how they communicate what's their strategy that's something i just uh, i'll get matapello to make a note of we need to talk about this some other time and-